Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hi. There is Emilio, and uh, we're joining you again on uh, this uh, March 27th to uh, discuss the uh, players who have played in NBA and ABA history who were born on this date throughout the years. Uh, we've been having a good time uh, This is our, uh, doing these episodes. This is our fourth one, and uh, this is perhaps uh, going to be our thinnest episode ever in terms of uh, players to discuss. What would you, what would you say, Mills? Um, yeah, I actually, um, personally, I think this is a um, pretty interesting group. And um, uh, so you want to start off with that? Yeah, we're, we're looking at just nine players somehow who were born on March 27th through the years who have gone on to play in the NBA or ABA. And yeah, we're going to break it down. We're going to create a team of these guys despite uh, there not being a ton of uh, ton of players to choose from here. Only nine. Only nine. And we're going to uh, start at center, then uh, go to power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard as we do on these episodes. So uh, without further ado, Emilio, who did you have at center among players born on March 27th? I had... Um, Henry Sims. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Henry Sims. Henry Sims turning 31 today. Yeah, I mean, he really deserves to turn 31 today. I mean, he was born 31 days ago today. So You um, mean 31 years ago? Years ago. 31 days ago, it'd be incredible <laughs> if he had played in the league. For um, a couple of years. Yeah, that'd be really amazing. Well, um, yeah, this guy was fine, I guess. Um, 11.8 points per game. With the Sixers. Uh, during a part of one season, so not really. Yeah, eight points per game. Overall play. That season. And, um, I mean, I guess he was solid, could really um, dish it with um, an assist for his career in a game. Every uh, game. Assist per game. And um, had um, 50 points, and he could um, really fill it up. Had had what points? <laughs> I meant rebound, sorry. Um, five rebounds a game. Five rebounds a game for his uh, career. Yeah, so a guy who hasn't had a ton of uh, NBA experience, just 135 regular season games, but a, a 6'10", 248-pound uh, uh, center, uh, played in parts of seasons with the uh, with the Hornets, with uh, the Cavaliers, with the uh, Sixers, and with um, the uh, the Nets. And, um, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, has, has been playing mostly overseas uh, since his uh, college career at uh, Georgetown, went, went undrafted out of Georgetown, and, uh, yeah, has found most of his uh, professional basketball experience overseas, uh, most recently in Italy. Yeah, I mean, not that much surprise. Most of the players um, probably play overseas. And um, I don't know if we talked about him on a Georgetown episode. Please go check that out. Please, please, please. Yeah, you can have a look at our, at our uh, Georgetown episode that's in the, uh, in the back catalog, certainly available uh, still at this point. I doubt it. I mean, Henry Sims, you know, as you might remember, uh, the, the Georgetown center group, is uh, incredibly impressive with the likes of uh, Patrick Ewing, Dikembe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning, et cetera, Roy Hibbert even. I mean, so uh, Henry Sims kind of slides to the back of, uh, of of that group, I would say. Yeah, I mean, probably. But he is he is 6'10", so he's a big man. Uh, certainly. One interesting uh, note that I, that I found in his uh, Wikipedia entry, he has uh, some interesting uh, names in his, uh, in, in his family. I don't know if you came across this. He's the uh, stepson of uh, of someone named Terry Awkward. So he's got a bunch of people in his family with the last name Awkward. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought so. You don't come across that very often. Yeah, awkward. It's, uh, yeah. It's uh, pretty awkward. Uh, it's uh, unusual, to say the least. So uh, Henry Sims, also my center. But, uh, yeah, not not an incredibly uh, impressive uh, choice. But, uh, you know, the guy 
for uh, March 27th birthdays. All right, so let's move on. Power forward, Mills. Who'd you have there? I have the all-time great um, Big Daddy from Cincinnati. Yeah, you're talking about Danny Fortson. This guy was a tremendous rebounder in his time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about him on our um, Cincinnati episode. We did indeed. Um, the big Daddy from Cincinnati is um, was a solid player. I mean, could really rebound it. Average seven point two rebounds per game for his career, um, and um, I got up to sixteen point seven points per game. Uh, and six, yeah, one year he had averaged sixteen point three rebounds a game, sixteen point seven. Um, points per game. I mean, that's pretty nice. And uh, he um, averaged 8.2 points per game for his career. Yeah, it's worth noting that in that season where he averaged uh, 16.7 points per game and 16.3 uh, rebounds per game, <laughs> he only played, he only six. played six games. So that, that, a little bit of a caveat there when uh, talking about Danny Fortson. And uh, really, a guy whose career was uh, disrupted by injury, and, and he ended up not playing at all after age 30 in the league. So Guy whose uh, star burned out fairly quickly, but uh, definitely came into the league as a factor. I mean, you know, was a prominent player at the University of Cincinnati uh, when they were a you know solid college team. Definitely made a name for himself. Guy who was taken a tenth overall in the draft in the '97 draft by the Bucks, uh, despite being kind of an undersized uh, power forward type at, at only six seven, uh, but two sixty. I mean, a wide uh, player. Guy who was able to create a lot of space for himself. And uh, really, really could attack the glass. I mean, that, that's yeah. what I remember him most for. And uh, I think, you know, it's what, what got him uh, opportunities in the league. Could de definitely had a nice touch as well. I mean, could score it. But, uh, I mean, his, his rebounding numbers, really, that, 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 that's where he came through. I mean, got to a career high of uh, 24 rebounds in a game in, in the league. So definitely uh, knew, knew how to get on the glass and uh, had a nose for the ball once he, uh, once he got there. So, yeah, uh, you know, great career at Cincinnati and uh, actually a member of the uh, – Cincinnati uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, the big guy from Cincinnati um, with um, four, um, 45, turning 45 today and was only 6'7", or you already mentioned that. I don't know yeah, why. yeah, only 6'7", as, as, uh, as I did mention. Also worth mentioning, uh, two-time Conference USA Player of the Year. So, uh, you know, certainly a well-thought-of player Conference in college. USA. Well, you know, the conference affiliations have changed a ton over the years, but back oh. when he was playing, Cincinnati was in conference usa so he was you know player of the year for the conference that he was in so yeah pretty pretty impressive stuff for uh for danny fortson yeah conference usa i mean and that's pretty good i mean all of the usa yeah. i mean it does have that sound to it right it's like it, it seems like it should cover the entire usa it's not very region specific yeah fair enough all right so i also had danny fortson um let's move on to uh to the three who'd you have there mills yeah i had um the all-time great um Tom Hammonds. Tom Hammonds. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Tom Hammonds. Yeah. He is an all time great. I mean, I mean, look at those numbers 11.9 points per game in one season. I mean, he was filling it up. Well, let's talk about him in terms of his entire career. I mean, like, what, yeah. what kind of a player was Tom Hammonds? Yeah. I mean, kind of a scorer and a rebounder 3.3 rebounds per game and 5 points. Three um, points per game during his career. Yeah, I mean, not that much of a score. Uh, but he, he, he didn't do much. Like we said, this is a very slim group, but he's an all-time great for birthdays on March 27th. I yeah, it's say. hard to argue. I mean, got in 687 uh, career games in the league in the regular season. A ninth overall pick uh, by the Washington Bullets in uh, 1989. So certainly well thought of out of uh, college. Attended uh, Georgia Tech. We probably mentioned him in passing on the Georgia Tech episode, although... 
maybe not. Uh, 6'9", uh, 215, really more of a power forward, not a guy who really played the three, but as we mentioned, you know, pickings are slim here. Yeah, and I know you had him at, like, the two, so. I did have him at the two. I mean, you know, you got you to gotta figure things out when uh, you're dealing with, with a group like this. Did you mention his uh, nicknames? Oh, yeah, um, Hammonds and the Terminator. Hambone and, uh, Hambone. and the Terminator, yeah. So uh, Hambone is surely a reference to his name, Hammonds, and uh, the Terminator, maybe he liked to kill things? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, or end things, maybe. Um, so, yeah, there are a couple of, uh, couple of name for, names for uh, Tom Hammonds there. Uh, I noticed on uh, Wikipedia, uh, shout out Wikipedia, uh, he became uh, Tom Hammonds. Yeah, he's... Well, what were you going to say? He became a sportscaster? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. It just says at the top of the page that for the American sportscaster, uh, see, see, the, see Tom Hammonds. Yeah, they're referring to a, someone who's uh, not named Tom Hammonds, but Tom Hammond, <laughs> oh. who's a sportscaster. He's actually a different person. But uh, Tom Hammonds, the guy who we are talking about here, <laughs> uh, involved in, uh, in drag racing. Apparently uh, took that up during oh. his NBA career and has uh, made you know a, a business and career out of that uh, post yeah. uh, NBA career. I wonder, um, uh, just like when he comes to mind for some reason, like just like when like the name Tom Hammonds is just like, just like, just comes to mind this bald guy. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe you're thinking <laughs> of Jordan. Maybe. Um, Tom Hammonds, uh, number twenty, retired at uh, Georgia Tech. So uh, you know, good for him. Yeah. All right. So uh, let, let's keep moving here. As this I mentioned, kind of surprising. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> what, what can I say? Uh, I mean, ninth overall pick in the draft. So it certainly leads you to believe that, you know, coming out of right. school, people thought he was pretty good. Yeah. All right. So uh, as, as you mentioned, I had uh, Tom Hammonds at the two. So, Mills, who did you have at the two? I just wanted to say one more last note about Tom Hammonds. Too oh, bad sorry. it's not in the um, NBA Hall of Fame. You mean the Basketball Hall of Fame in yeah. uh, Springfield, Massachusetts? Yeah, too bad. Well, I suppose he's still got time. Yeah. All right, so let, let, uh, yeah, he definitely does. Yeah, let's keep moving here. Who do you have at the two? Um, turning fifty-eight today was born on um in nineteen sixty-three. The best player from this day, Ed Pinkney. Yeah, Ed Pinkney, the uh, Villanova legend. Uh, you know, certainly had uh, one of the iconic college basketball moments. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Ed Pinkney. Certainly the guy of the day. Yeah, for sure. And um, I did like the thing wrong. But um, <laughs> he uh, he was solid. Um, he was um, averaging 6.8 points per game for his career and um, five, point, five rebounds a game and um, point nine assists a game, 1.1 turnovers, 1.9 personal fouls. <laughs> <laughs> one a uh, half a block and um 0.8 steals but um let's move on from all that stuff he uh he um averaged um uh 11.5 points per game one year and uh was pretty good yeah 11.5 points per game one year and um yeah i was really <laughs> i don't know what was that yeah, so Ed, Ed Pinkney, I think, best known for uh, being uh, the most outstanding player in the, uh, in the in the tournament where Villanova upset uh, Patrick Ewing's and John Thompson's top-seeded Georgetown team in uh, an incredible 66-64 uh, win, in which they shot 78.6% uh, from the floor. I mean, just, uh, you know, one of the iconic uh, upsets in college basketball and even, you know, American sports history. Yeah, I mean, it's really just bad. 
yeah, yeah. I'm not not sure what, what you mean by that. Like bad, good. Like 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 man, that guy, that play was bad. Like, like well, like was, bad for Georgetown. Yeah, it was bad for Georgetown. Uh, but yeah, Villanova kind of had the perfect game there in terms of uh, shooting. And uh, Ed Pigney, I mean, you know, the most outstanding player in, in the tournament and a, a, a champion in college and uh, made his way to the NBA. I mean, a 10th overall pick to the Suns in uh, 1985. And, uh, you know, but just like kind of a journeyman career for uh, for Ed Pinkney. I mean, looking back on it now, I mean, a 6'9", 195-pound uh, uh, forward. Uh, so, I mean, I know he's a, he's a two in, on your squad here. Yeah. He's a three on my team. I mean, we understand, like, these aren't the ideal positions for Ed Pinkney, but we're working yeah. with what we got here. But a guy who lasted uh, 793 games in the league. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, averaged, you know, just under 20 minutes per game over the course of that time. So definitely, you know, mostly a bench guy, you know, a, a role player for sure. Not a star, as you mentioned, just, you know, 6.8 points per game. So, you know, not a guy teams were looking to to uh, fill it up or shoot from distance or any of that kind of stuff. But just a solid body. I mean, a guy who obviously had, had been part of uh, teams that were really successful at the college level. Yeah. And um you know, it's gone on to do other things in uh, in and around the NBA as well, being an assistant coach in a number of different places with the Timberwolves, Bulls, Nuggets, and uh, back with the Timberwolves even as recently as a couple of years ago. And yeah. also did a bunch of uh, TV work for uh, TV and radio work for the Heat and Sixers. So it has, has definitely hung around the game. And uh, i got to mention, he's from uh, from the Bronx. Yeah, um, he is from the Bronx where the Yankees play, or maybe not anymore. Uh, yeah, the Yankees still do uh, still do play in the Bronx, but uh, he and he's also still from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, well, he will be for his whole life, and even after he dies. Uh, presumably, yeah, and uh, I've got to say, uh, not consistent number fifty four wear throughout his career. Never wore a different number in the NBA. You know, except for college. What? Except for college. No, he wore fifty four in college as well. Oh, I thought he did. Also, the college is not the NBA. <laughs> So he, he, wore, he wore, wore 54, uh, yeah, th throughout his time. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, we're in the same number all the time. And he played on a bunch of different teams. Yeah, exactly. P played on a bunch of different teams, managed to uh, to secure that number in each and every case. So, uh, you know, good job by Ed Pinkney. Yep. All right, so it seems like we're down to uh, just our point guard picks. And uh, let's uh, let's get right to it. This guy we got to have, to have, like, a really long segment about because his name is Josh Shelby. Josh Selby, yes, a, a guy who uh, definitely was a notable player as he entered college. I believe there was a recruiting uh, controversy concerning him on his way to Kansas. But, uh, you know, not not that much opportunity in uh, in the NBA for Josh Selby. Yeah, I mean, averaging 2.2 points per game for his career. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess he was, like, solid. I, I can't really say that. No. That, that, but, that's like, a bit of a uh, yeah. Um, he's played overseas for a while, and he's probably settled there. Yeah, he has played overseas, and we, we can get to that in just a moment. I mean, J Josh Selby, a uh, second-round pick in the 2011 NBA draft, uh, 2011. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 49th pick to the, to the Grizzlies, um, turning just 30 years old today. But, as you mentioned, has not gotten a lot of NBA run just 38 regular season games uh, so far in his career, split across two seasons uh, with those Grizzlies. And um, really just, I mean, you know, between, uh, you know, that that brief NBA experience and uh, time in the in the G League, he's uh, he's really played all over the world I mean, over the course of the last uh, 10 years or so. And is currently uh, playing for the uh, Franklin Bulls in uh, New Zealand. Interesting. And um, you never know. Maybe he'll make it back sometime. He's only 30. 
It's possible. I mean, I certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't bank on it, but you never know. Josh Selby uh, taking advantage of the fact that uh, there's really just nothing else at the point in terms of players who were born on March 27th. Yeah, I mean, he's the only point guard. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, so he's six uh, two. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. We're we're kind of <laughs> Josh Selby or bust when it comes to uh, players born on uh, March 27th. All right, so let, let's just run through our, uh, our our teams quickly, unless you have anything more on, on Josh Selby here. And yeah, then we can uh, talk about the other players who we haven't discussed yet. So who do you have at uh, center? Um, center was um, Henry Sims. Um, power forward was Big Dye from Cincinnati. Small forward was Hambone. Shooting guard was Easy Ed. And point guard was Josh Selby. Yeah, and I had Henry Sims at center, Danny Fortson at power forward, Ed Pinckney at the three, Tom Hammonds at uh, shooting guard, and Josh Selby at the point. We will uh, take a, a quick break right now, and we'll come back in just a moment to uh, wrap up the other players who were born on March 27th. Now we're back to uh, discuss the uh, four additional players who were born on March 27th who didn't make our uh, starting squad. Mills, uh, who do you want to get to uh, first here among these remaining four? Let's talk about... Um... Zarko Paspalji. Yeah, I think it's uh, Zarko uh, Paspalji or something like, something along those lines. Uh, yeah, so I was just telling you a little bit about uh, about, about Zarko. Uh, kind of an interesting guy, despite not having yeah. a, a lot of NBA uh, experience. Yeah, um, was um, one of five players to um, go to be the first European players to um, come along to the NBA along with uh, Sarunas Marcelonis, Alexander Volvok, Drazen Petrovic, and Valde Divas. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. That's Alexander uh, Volkov. So, yeah, the, the five of them were the first uh, first players from Europe to come over in the uh, summer of 1989 uh, to much fanfare. I mean, you know, these American players you know, didn't know what to expect from these, uh, you know, European ballers who, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, paving the way for uh, – you know, a lot of European players to come over. Yeah. And obviously, you know, that's, uh, we're, we're reaping the benefits of that to this day. Yeah. I mean, there would be no Giannis or Luca or N- Nicole Jokic. I mean, like, yeah. you know, obviously we benefited tremendously from the globalization of the game in terms of having the best athletes in the world who are hoopers, you know, get to get to our shores. So Zarko uh, Paspal, despite uh, not having much of an NBA career himself, uh, played just 28 games in uh, part of one season for the, for the Spurs. Uh, part of uh, you know blazing that trail and has been involved in uh, in hoops in a bunch of different ways uh, since. I mean, uh, you know, played played a whole bunch overseas and other places uh, around the world, but uh, also is involved in uh, uh, the Yugoslavian national team and uh, has has been involved in uh, in a, a whole lot of uh, basketball related stuff. Uh, Serbia uh, more recently yeah. uh, with uh, Vlade Divas. Uh, in charge of that, and the two of them uh, remaining connected, and his uh, his continued involvement in international basketball. Interesting note. I mean, we we're just talking about this as well. Really uh, brought to the NBA uh, by Greg Popovich back in uh, in 1989. Uh, Popovich, of course, still with the uh, Spurs to this day. So uh, roots that go way way back in, uh, in in NBA history. For sure. And uh, this guy is um, turning 55 today. Yeah, I mean, uh, no higher honor than, uh, than <laughs> turning 55 on this day for uh, Zarko Pashpal. Yeah, uh, very good for him. Hopefully saying his name uh, something close to uh, to correct, although I wouldn't bank on it. All right, so who else would you like to uh, – where do you want to go next here? Uh, Let's three go more guys. over to um, Matt Stinginga. Matt Stinginga, yes. Uh, so th- this is actually an interesting character as well in, uh, in, in a different respect. Yeah, so he – 
he got um he got a bucket on free throw in the league, and um it's pretty good for him. And he actually averaged um per thirty six minutes um he was averaging nine points a game, six assists a game, nine rebounds a game, three blocks, three steals, six turnovers, three personal fouls. I mean that is nice. Six months. It's pretty cool. So I mean, I, I know we were talking about uh, about that uh, that one bucket that he got. I mean, it's a pretty cool story of uh, Matt Segan getting an opportunity to, to to throw down an alley oop from uh, from Steve Kerr for his only NBA field goal. Yeah, and um, actually, that that game he actually um, put up like like one like one or two like stats in every category. He was like filling up the statue. He really was, and I mean, v- very cool story about him. Uh, I mean, you can look into this further. We don't need to get into it uh, too much here on the podcast. But uh, you know, his uh, his ending up on the Bulls at the end of that season. Uh, the Bulls were dealing with a bunch of injuries. Uh, managed to get on the roster for just a couple of games down the end of that season, and it was a championship season for the Bulls. So ended so up with a, right. uh, with a championship ring as well. So pretty remarkable for uh, for Matt Steginga. Yeah, I know Mills is uh, is is noting that he's actually not. Listed as an NBA champion on uh, on Basketball Reference, which uh, I'm, I'm seeing as well. It may be that he misses some sort of, of technical threshold for having been an NBA champion. The team is, of course, still welcome to give him a, a championship ring for having participated in their season. In, yeah. in, in the same way that you know, like someone who works in, as the equipment manager might be given a uh, a championship ring, even though obviously they're not going to be represented on Basketball Reference the same way. Yeah. Uh, but pretty cool for Matt Steigen. Uh, out of uh, Michigan State, drafted actually with the uh, 52nd pick in the uh, 92 NBA draft. But uh, yeah, just that one uh, one brief moment of glory. But uh, what a moment! Yeah, and um, it was a great moment. It sure was. So let's uh, l- let's get to uh, Corey Blackwell. Uh, this guy played uh, 60 games for the uh, Seattle SuperSonics back in 84-85. Yeah, and uh, actually averaged 3.4 points per game in those 60 games. Actually, 60 games is a is a good number. It really is, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not uh, not not that much run uh, across those sixty games, but uh, yeah, you certainly couldn't say that this guy didn't play NBA ball because he did. <laughs> he sure did, and he uh, got drafted as well, twenty eighth pick in the eighty four NBA draft, and uh, went to Wisconsin. Yeah, got to well, give him credit for that. Yeah, and uh, he um he um played in the NBA. I don't know if there's that much to say about him, but he uh, he did uh, he did play and ever. Um, scored eleven points in the game. It's um, certainly certainly something to uh, to be proud of. Uh, and finally, uh, the last player who was born on March twenty seventh. Let's get into Shane Whittington. Yep, Shane Whittington. I mean, playing two seasons is great. I mean, averaging two point five points per game is great. Um, shooting a three in his career is great. Or did he make a three? He did. He hit, he has uh, one three made in in his uh, in, in his career uh, to date, but only thirty years old today. So as we like to say, who knows what might uh, happen in the future? We can't say for sure. Shane Winnington, a big. I mean, mostly a power forward, six uh, eleven, uh, two fifty, and uh, played at Western Michigan. Not drafted, but um, you know, has played a whole bunch overseas. So still an active uh, basketball player. Interestingly, uh, has become a, a national a naturalized uh, Macedonian citizen. Uh, having played a bunch overseas and is currently playing uh, on the seahorse in this on the seahorses who I uh, looked up previously they are based in uh, Japan yeah so part playing uh, in basketball professionally in Japan they have a pretty sick logo at the moment yeah playing for the the uh, seahorses Mikawa uh, located in uh, Korea Japan yeah it's just like this like this like guy he has this like big nose 
and he's like holding this ball, and it looks kind of like a seahorse. He has like a Santa Claus hat. Oh, that's definitely yellow. a seahorse. That's that's his hat. That hat. Yeah, I mean he he looks nice. You yeah, should look so up yeah, his logo. Yeah, definitely check out the seahorses Mikawa logo. It's pretty sweet, and uh, that's the team that uh, Shane Whittington is repping as he uh, as he hits age thirty on this day. Yep. All right, so that uh, that that covers the nine players who uh, were born on March twenty seventh. Mills, anything else you want to get to here before we sign off? Um, not really, except that um, that Shane Winnington wore forty two. Yeah, good point. Uh, I got to get that in there. Uh, we like the uniform numbers on this show. No, no. <laughs> we definitely like the uniform numbers. We yeah, we watch uniform numbers all the time. All right, so uh, if if you don't have anything else, we can remind uh, remind you listeners uh, you can uh, get in touch with us at uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments for us, or uh, want to suggest any particular days that we should uh, uh, highlight the uh, players who ha- were born on that day. Yeah, or um, or any colleges that you want us to do. Great call. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're considering considering our options here, and uh, we'll probably get to some college episodes again uh, before too long. Or any kind of episode. <laughs> we're we're we welcome we welcome your feedback. Uh, you can also reach out to us at uh, Barnards on NBA on uh, on Twitter, and uh, we'll be back in uh, just another couple of days with another episode. Peace.